Thank you, Laura, for doing the reading. So here we are the week after Easter, and it already feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? I always think it's strange that uh, in, in the Western world, we make such a, a huge thing of Christmas. Christmas starts, or the lead into Christmas starts, any time now, really, but uh, quite often from the end of August onwards. And then uh, weeks after Christmas, we're still kind of still kind of working through all of that. We're still eating the turkey and all those kind of things. We're still giving presents. We're still doing all sorts of things. And yet for Christians, it is Easter that is the biggest festival. Easter for us is the defining event of our faith. The the events of Holy Week are so key to us because there we have the final teaching of Jesus. There we see him modelling to us what it means to serve others as he washes his disciples' feet. We see him praying in agony as the Son of Man wants this event, the cross, to be taken away from him. And then, of course, on Good Friday, we see the Son of Man, who is also the Son of God, crucified for us. It's a powerful image, isn't it? The Jesus, who is fully man and fully God, crucified, hanging on a cross, choosing to be there for us. But of all the events of Holy Week, it is the resurrection that is the one that clearly defines who we are. It is the one thing that is the the centre of everything, because without the resurrection, Jesus would have simply been another dead preacher. He'd have been a dead God. But we know that the cross could not hold him, that death could not hold him, that hell could not hold him. He rose again, victorious and glorious, and we live in the reality of that. But it is the resurrection that is the one key defining thing within our faith. You know, quite often in the the letters of Paul, Paul talks about how it's the resurrection that is preached, not simply just the cross. It is the resurrection because it's the resurrection that makes everything else make sense. We need to get our heads around the resurrection. When I became a Christian when I was 21, um, I was surrounded by some really good uh, people my age who'd been Christians for a long time. And very quickly they gave me a couple of books that, that explained more than anything else, the resurrection. They were books by uh, people like Josh McDowell and um, Michael Green, who were great at just explaining the truths of our faith. And the thing that stood out for me was this idea of the resurrection. As I read the books, I understood that the resurrection was the most powerful part of the whole story. The cross is powerful because it's such a, it's a, it's a terrible image. It's one that captures our imagination. But it's the resurrection that helps us to see the cross for what it is. It's the resurrection that defines us. And I want to encourage you, if you do not understand the resurrection, then make every effort to do so. Get your head around the historical facts of it. Make sure that you truly believe in it. Understand what it makes possible for us today. And I want us to just think a little bit about that today. What does the resurrection mean for us? 
What does the resurrection mean? You know, in um, uh, Romans 10, verse 9, Paul says this, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Not just about the cross, is it? Paul says it's about the resurrection, believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and there you'll find salvation. It is there you'll find salvation. And I love in our story, and I, I want to pick up on this, that in the, the times there that Jesus appeared to his disciples, he said one thing three times, peace be with you. And what's he mean by that? Is it simply a, a greeting that people gave each other? Well, probably it was, peace be with you, in the same way we'd say hi. Maybe it was uh, to calm their fears. After all, they did not expect to see the risen Christ in that room. They did not expect to see Jesus there with them. And so he's saying, peace be with you. But I think there's also something else going on here. Because what, the, what we see here is the resurrection giving the disciples certainty. And in certainty, there is peace. We're no longer struggling to try and understand things. We're no longer trying to grasp at information. We're no longer trying to work out stuff. When we understand the certainty of something, we can be at rest and we can be at peace. And I think one thing that the resurrection gives us is the peace of certainty. And there are four things I just want to touch on that we can be certain about because of the resurrection. The first is this, that we now know that Jesus truly is who he said he was. All the way through his ministry, he was ambiguous about who he was, but he kept leaving clues. And then towards the end, he became more certain. And he became the kind of person who was declaring that he truly was the son of God. And in Romans 1.4, Paul says this, that who through the spirit of holiness, this is Jesus, was declared with power to be the son of God. How? By the resurrection from the dead. His resurrection showed us who he was. See, no ordinary person could force himself to come back alive once dead. We see in, in the, all the way through the, uh, the Bible, people being raised from the dead. But this is something different for those people they were simply brought back to life. They had their old bodies that were subject to decay. But Jesus rose again in a resurrection body. He was in some way different and yet the same. And so we, we see here that Jesus was showing everyone who he truly was. He was not just a prophet. He was not just a rabbi and a good teacher. He was not even just a miracle worker. Here was the one who created life and could restore life. This is who Jesus is. The second thing is this, that we also know that what he promised will come true. Because he said, didn't he? He said to his disciples, you know, destroy this temple and three days later arise again. In Luke 24, verse 44, Jesus says this. He said to them, 
that this, this is after he's rose from the dead, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled. This is written about me in the law, the prophets and the Psalms. Of course, the Old Testament, they, that pointed to the fact that Jesus, the, the Messiah, whoever that would be, would in some way be eternal. And the death of Jesus on the cross was not going to stop that. And everything that he promised came true. And everything he promises us about ourselves will come true because he is true to his promises. And in the biggest thing that he could have done, rising from the dead, if he can do that, he can do all the other things that he has promised for you and for me. The third thing is this, is that we will know that we now will live forever. Romans 8, 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Holy Spirit who lives in you. Because he rose again, we too will rise again. Death will not be our grave. We will have life and life in all its fullness, both now and forevermore. I talked last Sunday about life being a key theme about the resurrection and, and the work of Jesus. And that's what we see here too, that we have life and life is about both the quality of life and also the quantity of life. We will live forever because he rose from the grave and showed us that death is not the end. He showed us that he has power over death and we will not ever be held back by death. The fourth thing I just want to raise, and there are so many other things I could say. These are just four things I just want to touch on now. The fourth thing that we can be certain about is that we know he will always be with us. As Jesus was uh, in his resurrected state, was talking to his, his disciples just about uh, before he was to, be, uh, to ascend into heaven, he said, I will be with you always and he could only be with us always because he was no longer a physical person like we know each other to be he was a resurrected person he was resurrected and had a new life and a new body and because of that he can always be with us all through his holy spirit in fact he said didn't he to his disciples it is for your good that i go away it is for your good, in other words, that I will die on the cross and be raised to life. Because then we have the Holy Spirit at work in us, who is always with us. Because of the resurrection, we now know we are never going to be alone. We are always going to have Christ with us. He is alive with each of us in our hearts. We have Christ in us, as Paul says time and time and time again. We have Christ in us in us. That is only possible because of the certainty of the resurrection. They're just four things, four things out of many that the resurrection gives us. We can have peace, not because simply Jesus gives us peace. We can have peace because of the certainty of the resurrection. We can have peace and know that he is who he said he was. We can have peace and know that all he has promised will come true. 
We can have peace and know that we will live forever. And we can have peace and know that he is with us always, even until the end of the age. That is just the tip of the iceberg of what the resurrection means for us. And friends, if you have not yet got your head around the resurrection, then let me encourage you, do so. Pick up some books that will help you. Talk to other Christians. Study the scriptures about what it says about the resurrection. You know, constantly I hear of people who struggle with their faith and they struggle with certain aspects of their faith. And the resurrection is one of them. Because it's hard, isn't it, to understand how a dead person can be raised to a, a new kind of life, a resurrection life. And yet that's what the scripture teaches. And when you look into it, you know that is what is true. And when you understand that, and when you get your head around it, everything else falls into place. And you understand the kind of life that we are given to live now. Let's just stop for a moment. And just where you are, I want you to, to close your eyes. I want you to just be in the presence of the resurrected Jesus for a moment. And if you are struggling to understand the resurrection, to believe in the resurrection, ask the resurrected Jesus to help you. He will help you find faith. Just ask him now. And you know, Jesus wants some of you to know that you have felt some promises given to you by God. Things that you've held on to for a very long time. And it's almost like you've given up on those things. But you know, if Jesus can rise from the dead, it means that those promises can still be fulfilled in your life. And it doesn't matter how long ago those promises were made. It doesn't matter how old you think you might be now and that you might be past it. That is not in any way a defining factor for Jesus fulfilling his promises to you. If Jesus promised to rise from the dead and then did it, then surely he can fulfill your promise. Take hold of that promise now in your heart and tell Jesus you are still waiting for it to be fulfilled. Just talk to him about that now. Let me pray for you. Lord God, I thank you for the resurrection. I thank you for all that it means to us. Lord, there is so much that is in this one single, incredibly powerful, miraculous act. Help us, Lord, to understand what it means for us. Help us to understand the reality and the truth of it. Help us to hold on to it with certainty. And Lord, for my friends now who are struggling to believe in this, I pray, Lord, that you might give them faith. Lord, that faith might be a gift from you to them. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you that because you are, you are resurrected, that you are with us always. And we thank you now for your presence with us. In Jesus' name. Amen.